Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Kate Hubble. I am your host today and every day that you tune into the podcast. Today is our first episode and I am so excited. This is a huge new journey. This is very, very exciting and this is our inaugural, I love my word choice, this is our inaugural episode. This is our first ever real deal, full hour-long episode for you guys to listen to. And this is going to be an introduction to the podcast, an introduction to me as a person, and kind of a little bit of a teaser again, but a little bit of of a taste of what some of the episodes are going to look like. So we're going to do some questions at the end of today's episode, and then we're going to look ahead at next week's episode and what we're talking about very excited. It's actually next week's episode is actually still going to be this week. So it's going to be Tuesday of this week. I've got a a quick turnaround for these episodes because next week is my birthday. So we definitely need to do a birthday episode. But the episode I had planned between this and the next one is also one I really am excited about doing. So this episode today is our intro. You get to hear all about what I'm planning on doing with this podcast as well as all about me and where I come from and what I'm about and what we're going to talk about here. And then we're going to do some questions. I'm very excited. So let's get into the podcast. Let's talk about it. And I am actually personally quite excited to talk about this because I realize that other podcasts don't really tell you when or how or why they're going to post the way they post. Not that there's anything wrong with that approach and with that kind of way of doing a podcast. However, I felt like if I'm going to have such a structure, might not share it, like might as well, you know, might as well share it with you guys. And so the scheduling for this podcast and the actual episodes are actually quite structured. So I'm going to tell you right now kind of a little bit about what each episode will look and sound like for you guys. And then we're going to get into some of the topics and themes that we're going to be discussing on this podcast throughout its, you know, longevity. And then we're going to talk about the schedule. And then after we finish up all that, we're going to get into a little bit more, I don't know, juicy detail about me. And we'll get into kind of why I'm doing that too. So just to to introduce this to you, each episode is going to look a little bit like this one. This one's a little bit different because it's our introduction, and so the body or the meat of this episode is going to be me talking about myself, which feels really weird, so it's probably going to be way shorter than the normal, like, meaty part of our episodes, but it's going to be about the same. So it's going to be, let's look at what happened this last week, let's do the, like, a week recap, and then we're going to do, like, whatever the podcast is about, the meat of the episode is what I'm calling it for some reason, I don't know why. And then we're going to do a little section called looking ahead. So I'm going to tell you either the title or a few words or maybe even just the topic sentence of our next episode. And that will give you guys, whoever is listening, which right now is just a boy from Tinder and my mother. So um, it's a joke, but I, you know, whoever is listening can actually interact with the podcast. And so I'm going to have a website up. I'm going to give you guys the link at the end of this episode. It's also going to be on the Spotify page for you guys um, where you can go and drop in comments or questions about the next topic or your answers to that week's question. So that's another part of this looking ahead thing that we're doing 
which is I'm going to give you a question at the end of each episode that pertains to not this episode's content, but the next episode's content. I do that on purpose because I've seen a lot of content creators and people online um, who have podcasts or YouTube channels and shows and stuff like that. What they'll do is they'll do an episode of something. They'll ask you questions about that episode at the end of it, and then you respond in the comments. And it kind of either ends there or they recap the comments in the next episode, even though the next episode is about something entirely different. And so to kind of streamline and avoid that, I know it is a little bit of a spoiler, so you don't get as much suspense of, ooh, what's the next episode going to be about? But that's also not my vibe. I'm not here to keep you on the edge of your seats. I'm here to tell you exactly what we're going to do. So (laughs) here I am telling you exactly what we're going to do at the end of each episode. And that is designed intentionally to create engagement with you guys and whomever you may be listening. So I want to hear what your answer to the question is, our weekly question. And I want to hear your comments just on that topic as as a general kind of like thematic thing, right? So for example, I am kind of skipping ahead because I was going to do this also at the end of the ep- at the end of the episode. But next week's episode, episode 2 and or this week later this week's episode, episode 2 is about the pandemic. So we're going to be talking about pandemic quarantine romances. We're going to be talking about why everybody was baking bread. We're going to talk about everybody becoming obsessed with TikTok. We're going to talk about everything relating to this pandemic. We're going to talk about why there was no toilet paper. We're going to talk about the vaccine. We're going to talk about serious stuff, losing a loved one. Um, And we're going to talk about some kind of lighthearted fun stuff too. Obviously all in good taste. I'm not a monster, but um, I'm going to ask you some questions at the end of this episode. And I'm going to pick a question that will be like the question of the week about the pandemic And hopefully um, we'll get some answers. And if we don't, then I will just answer it myself. I I have zero shame in doing that because this is, if nothing else, um, a document of my thoughts and opinions at this time. So if no one ever tunes into this podcast, even though I know that Tinder boy and my mom are out there listening, I love you guys, but... um, Even if no one tunes in, even if no one listens, this is going to be a really cool way for me to look back at my life and go, wow, me at 20, 21 years old, this is how I thought and felt. This is how I was expressing myself. And maybe I'll be able to show it to my kids one day or my grandparents, you know, my grandparents, I don't know that they will have, you know, a good way of accessing this podcast. So maybe there's a certain way years from now or later this year to compile it all in little snippets and show them. I don't know. But I think it's this is a kind of fun creative journey for me. And so regardless of audience or viewership or listeners, um, I will answer those questions if I get no answers is my point, I guess, in saying all of that. But that is what our episodes will look like. So it'll be a week recap. So what happened this past week that's important to talk about that we need to address? Because I feel like part of podcasting is addressing what's going on in the real world at any given moment. And so because the episodes aren't recorded until the day before they're posted, we can be pretty up to date on this podcast. You know, I might re-record or or pre-record some stuff for you guys because I might be out of town or, you know, busy with school stuff or exams or, you know, LSAT, whatever I have on my plate that we'll talk about when we get to the, like, about me section. Um, If I, you know, I might pre-record for you guys, but I, you know, 
most of the time I'm not planning on doing that. And so it is important to me that as part of our kind of routine, we address what is going on in the world. And we will do that before we talk about me. Um, And then we get to the meat of the episode, which like I've said a hundred times now, today is me talking about myself. And then we'll do the looking ahead thing that I just described to you, introducing next week's topic and a good question for next week. So now let's get into kind of structurally why I am giving you guys a quote unquote schedule. And I, you know, the schedule is not so much for you as it is for me, but I thought talking to you about my plans and my schedule would be the most authentic because that's kind of how I operate and I'm not ashamed of it. And I color code everything and my planner is full of different colored highlighters and pens and pencils and whatever to indicate different things. So I do have this podcast planned out for the next six months until the end of June. So strap in if you're here for the long haul. It will be several months before I give up on this. I am giving myself six months minimum to try this out and see where it goes. And hopefully we'll continue. I mean, I am excited about it already. So um, we're going to be doing this for six months at least. So I have the the first six months of this podcast planned out and I have us going through different kind of types of episodes. And so I'm going to talk about this a little bit now because this is important to me too. I watch and listen to a lot of podcasts. That's why I'm here doing one because I think it's a really cool form of media and form of, you know, expressing yourself. I watch a lot of podcasts that focus on one thing or another, and as much as I respect and understand and appreciate that way of going about podcasting, it is not for me. I don't like the idea of just picking one niche thing, as advantageous as it can be. I totally understand how it's advantageous to create one thing and make that your brand and be really good at talking about that one thing or you know, create this entire like kind of vibe and theme off of just talking about politics or just talking about relationships or just talking about like social media stuff or pop culture stuff or, you know, I, I, or just doing comedy or just doing commentary, you know, I think all of those kind of niche one lane podcasts are very smart for doing that. There's a reason they do it and it's because it works. However, um, I sat down to think about what's the one thing this podcast should be about, and I cannot, I cannot decide. So we are all stuck with what I have come up with, which is kind of a rotating one, two, three, or ABC schedule of different types of episodes. Now we're gonna get into the kind of like schedule, schedule, boring part in a second, but I want to break down. There's three types of episodes that you're gonna see from me. You're gonna see episode A types, which are question and answers. There's episode B types, which is commentary. And there's episode C types, which are stories and story time and like kind of that that kind of vibe of just telling stories. So, so the important thing to note is that if you're not here to listen to some weird stories from a bunch of college kids, then don't tune in to episode C type of episodes. And you're going to know what they are. It's going to be in the titles and stuff. It's, it, you'll, you'll, it'll be clear. Um, it'll be on the website too, the schedule. So if you, yeah, if you don't want to 
listen to any certain type like if you don't want to listen to me talk about politics don't tune into any sort of commentary stuff not that it'll all be political commentary but it, it will be political at times and if you don't want to listen to me or me and my friends or me and whomever um, may come on this podcast if you don't want to hear questions you know silly or even philosophical or deep or whatever like if, but if you don't want to sit here and listen to us just answer questions um, and you're here for the more nitty gritty, let's talk about politics or education or, you know, society, like, then don't tune into those episodes. And I'm giving you guys as the audience kind of that freedom of choice of knowing both what the episode is about in advance and what kind of episode it's going to be so that you're not expecting it to be fun and lighthearted. And then I sit here and talk about how much I dislike Mitch McConnell. Like, just kidding. I, he's fine. I mean, he looks a little like dead fish to me, but that's rude. And we stand. Just kidding. Um, should probably cut out that part, but I, you know, it's, I, if you don't want to listen to me talk about how I think Lindsey Graham is two-faced, I feel completely comfortable saying that, for example. Um, or if you don't want to hear about my opinions on the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation, like, you don't have to listen to that, and I understand that that's not everyone's cup of tea. For example, some of my friends are like, bro, not into politics, don't want to talk about it, and I totally disagree because I think politics is important to be discussed by all of us um but I I can understand that it's not the most interesting thing um that people want to do with their free time is listen to to political commentary same thing with some stories you know we're going to talk about relationships we're going to talk about travel we're going to talk about family we're going to talk about school we're going to talk about all of it and there might be some stories that you're like, hey, I don't need to hear a bunch of 21-year-old girls, you know, drink wine in their apartment and sit around and talk about boys. We will be doing that at some point, I'm sure. So I, again, that's what this is about. I want to give both myself the creative freedom and you guys that power of choice that I was talking about to decide when the episode is interesting to you. Moving on from the ABC thing, the different types of episodes, we can flow right into talking about our schedule. So for the first two months, January and February, I have a lot of episodes planned out that have nothing to do with our ABC schedule. So they're just like special episodes. Next week, for example, is my birthday. The week after that is a good friend of mine's birthday. The week after that, I'm taking a trip to the Florida Keys. The week after that is the week before Valentine's Day. The next following week is Valentine's Day. Um, and so there's just too much to talk about related to kind of the chronology of those things, right? So like, we're going to talk about my 21st birthday. We're going to talk about my friend's birthday. We're going to talk about the trip. And we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and dating in that season too. So until March... I just kind of have special episode after special episode back to back, except for this one and the next one. So episodes one and two are regular. They're normal. Next episode is about the pandemic. This one is an introduction. But after that, we get into kind of special occasion episode one after another. And And so once we get into March, we're going to start off with our ABC schedule. So we're going to start off with an episode about questions, then a commentary episode, then stories. And it's going to rotate like that all the way through the end of June. That schedule is obviously subject to change if something big happens in the world around us. Like if there's some big COVID thing or some big political thing or some big, you know, pop culture thing that we just absolutely need to talk about. For example, if Kim and Kanye actually get divorced, 
we're talking about it, bro. Like it's we're taught we have to. Like that is a huge cultural reset. That is a huge cultural moment. So stuff like that, not to not to make Kim and Kanye sound like so important, but um we're gonna talk about stuff as it comes up too. So don't think that this is absolutely tied down to a schedule like that, but just for my own sanity and maybe for yours, if you love the organizational stuff the way that I do. We've got it planned out for the next six months in that way. So now I feel like we've talked a little bit about, so now we've talked enough about the podcast, the structure, the schedule here that I feel like it might be time to introduce myself a little bit better. We've talked enough about the schedule, the structure, the topics, the themes that it might be time for me to introduce myself to you guys a little bit better. I am Kate. That is my full name. It's not short for Caitlin or Kathleen, Catherine or Kathleen or any of the other names that you can think of that Kate is usually short for. It's literally just Kate. Um, and I, I make that point. I know it might seem like a little bit of a, a weird point to be pretty indignant about, but I make that point because throughout my life I've had people be like, really? Just Kate? It's just Kate? Really? Um, and so much so to the point where I was a server at a restaurant once that will name unnamed and my manager did not believe me and I pulled out my, my wallet. I pulled out my license to show him that my full name was Kate. So my name is just Kate, but it is Kate Hubble and you're getting that as the full name, Kate Hubble, the podcast. So Google me, I guess. I don't, (laughs) don't really, but, um, I, you know, that's that's my full name. That's it. I like my name and that's why I decided to use it for the the podcast name. I also like the idea of creating a personal brand centered around just my name. And I meet I mean that in the sense that it's important to me that this podcast is not about me, but is centered around my voice. And what that means is not not the physical like the actual audio experience of being centered around my voice, but being centered around kind of what I have to say. And that's not to say that when there's guests and there's others participating here, even audience participation from our questions or from our commentary and stuff like that, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying that my voice is more important than those voices. However, my voice um, in terms of opinions and point of view will kind of be the grounding point for this podcast. I am your only host. This isn't Kate Hubble and Friends. It is just Kate Hubble, the podcast. And so this will be kind of whatever I make of it in terms of guests, in terms of topics and episodes and scheduling and whatever. It's me. It's a one woman show. And so having there be a clarity of who I am and where I come from in terms of that that voice concept that I'm talking about um, is really important to me. So to establish that a little bit better, I'm going to tell you about myself, which is wildly uncomfortable and I wish I did not have to, but here we are. Here we go. I am 20 years old, about to be 21. I am a junior in college. I am going to start over. So now it's time for me to tell you, I guess, a little bit more about myself, which is super duper uncomfortable, but here we go, I guess, um, where to start. I am 20 years old. I'm about to turn 21. I know. It's a big deal. We're very excited. Um, 
I am a junior in college, so I'm finishing up my last semester of junior year, and then I have one year left of school before I graduate and hopefully go off to law school. We'll talk about the law school thing a little bit more in a second, but I started college in actually spring of 2019, and I'm going to be graduating in spring of 22, so we've got kind of three years done um, with college and stuff. So... So yeah, that's what we're doing. I joined a sorority my sophomore year of college. I will be keeping the sorority's name and letters, not secret, but private for their sake. Um, I speak for myself and not for them. And even though you're quote unquote always wearing your letters, so my behavior is a representation of my sorority. And as much as I understand that, I think it's better to probably just keep their name out of this because um, this is just me and I don't want to feel restricted by the values or expectations of my sorority sisters. Now, because you have my full name, I'm sure you could go figure it out if you really cared. And if you know me, you already know who it, who and what it is. So um, it's really not that exciting and it's not me being this like crazy private thing. But I just wanted that to be clear from episode one that I might be talking about it, but I won't be discussing in any sort of detail that would expose the privacy of my sorority sisters or my chapter. So that's it. I mean... Lots of friends in the sorority, lots of friends that I've met in classes and from school, friends from high school, friends from middle school. My best friend lives out in California. My roommate and I are very close. Um, So that's kind of like school and social. We'll talk a little bit more about like school and career in a second, but my family is a little wacky, a little fun, a little wild. Um, I have two sets of parents is how I like to say it because they are all very important to me. I have my dad and my stepmom who we adore, and my mom and my stepdad, who we also adore. And that is not to say that everything has always been perfect, and we do not need to get into my family history right here on that first episode, but um, we are a blended family. And so that comes with its challenges and its beautiful things, you know, like it, it is really a mixed bag between being so grateful to have this many people in my life that care about me and the challenges that come along with with being a blended family. But At the end of the day, I am very grateful for everybody in my life that I call family on both sides and both step-parents, families, and everything. So I am grateful to have so many people that love and care about me in my life. And at this point, that's kind of what it boils down to is, you know, at first, when you have a blended family, when your parents get divorced and remarried, it feels like, oh my gosh, there's just so many people and there's so much kind of conflict and disagreement at a certain point. Now that we're all kind of grown up, I'm the baby in my family and I'm about to be 21. So we're all grown up and out of the house. It's it's easier to just think about it in this way, which is, wow, I have so many people in my life that love me and care about me. And that is as a result of my parents' divorce, not in spite of it. Um, and so that's my little quick hot take on family stuff. But I have my my dad and my stepmom, and then I have my stepbrother from my stepmom, who I am incredibly close with. We love him. We stand an icon. I have my blood brother, so like the only sibling I share both parents with from my dad and my mom. He is older than me. He's four years older than me. He lives in Philadelphia, and we also love him, also an icon. Um, everyone in my family is an icon. I don't need to tell you that each one of them is an icon. Um, we are all iconic in our own ways, but we're all a little bit, a little bit crazy. So, 
we'll get into that, I'm sure, I'm sure one day. But I have the two brothers that I kind of grew up with most closely, my stepbrother and my blood brother. And then I have two step-siblings on my mom's side who I am getting closer with, honestly, as I get older, but who I did not grow up with as much as my brothers, but are great people and great siblings. And that's my mom and my stepdad's side. So we've got some interesting kind of cultural things that we'll talk about. My stepmom and her family are from Brazil. My stepdad and his family are actually from Michigan, but they are super Polish. So We've got some interesting, like, mixed traditions and stuff that we'll talk about, I guess, as we go through the next six months of this podcast, but that's kind of my family. We all have pets. That's one thing, too, that I think is super fun. My stepsister has a dog. My mom has two dogs. My dad has a dog. I have a cat. My roommate has a dog. All my friends have dogs or cats. We are big animal people on this podcast, and by we, I mean I and everyone who will ever be invited. I, if you don't like animals, I cannot trust you. I have, like, my closest friend is allergic to dogs. Very different story because she wishes she could pet them, but she's just super allergic. If you don't like animals, I do not trust you. Like, you're not allergic and you just actively don't like them. Oof. My roommate, when I lived in my sorority house, not to, like, air out all the drama. No, I'm kidding. I actually adore her. She's phenomenal and very impressive and a huge role model to me. But my roommate, when I lived in the sorority house hated animals and I had two hamsters and I was like oh shit what am I supposed to like holy shit how am I supposed to navigate this and I just I mean I just kept them in their cages but one one night over break uh one of the hamsters got out and I wasn't there and she was like texting me freaking out like holy shit Kate the rat is out and I was like it's a hamster chill it's fine and she's texting me like in all caps and I'm like 45 minutes away at my parents house for Christmas and I'm like bro what do you like what do you want me I can drive over there right now but like what do you want me to do about it and thank god at the time I was dating this guy who lived relatively close to to campus and so he went over and like took care of it for me which I'm actually very grateful for that was very nice of him um but I just thought it was funny because she was so like anti-animals and I finally convinced her that it was okay that I moved in with my hamster and then it got out and terrorized her so she is my only example of someone that I know who doesn't like animals and I trust her but just as a general rule if you don't like animals I don't trust you so that just is all me rambling going to say that we all in my family are big animal people we have pets Um, and my little boy is a cute little kitty. He's like four and a half months old. His name is Tobias. We call him Toby. He will grow into the name Tobias. Um, but now that he's a little baby, he's Toby. And you might hear him in the background because I'm recording this in my apartment in my bedroom where he lives. So I took his little like jingly bell off his collar. So hopefully he can't like mess around and like make lots of noise. However, Um, He is here, so you might hear him in the background doing something, messing around, making my life more difficult, as he enjoys to do. Um, So now we've talked about school social stuff, we've talked about family stuff, we've talked about the animals, which are very important. Um, And now we're going to get into, I guess, a little bit about me and my career goals and my school stuff, and then a little bit about like stuff I'm passionate about. So I grew up in Florida. I went to a regular elementary school, a regular middle school. I was always in gifted programs, which is not super important, I guess, to my current education and and career goals. However, it is a little bit important and we will 
one thing I'm very excited to talk about is kind of the gifted mind and kids with really high IQs and really like high scholastic aptitude and what happens to them and their mental health and stuff as they get older. Because I think it's something that we don't really talk about as a society that's actually kind of really important. Because you have lots of really bright, really brilliant kids that burn out at a certain age or develop anxiety or depression or ADD even and like a bunch of these other kind of ailments that are, you know, psychological that we don't talk about are kind of as a result of this pressure cooker that is the American education system. That's a whole nother thing I could stand on a soapbox about and talk about for an hour. So we'll do that as its own episode. But I went to a regular elementary school, a regular middle school. I was always in gifted programs. And so by the time eighth grade hit and they said, well, where do you want to go to high school? You can go to the high school you're zoned for, which wasn't really an option. It wasn't a great school, the school that I was zoned for. And my parents weren't super excited about it. I wasn't either. Just to be clear, it's not like they forced me to go somewhere. I didn't want to go there either. My brothers are both older than me. They both went to not the school we were zoned for. So it was kind of like expected that I would go elsewhere. And I expected that of myself too. So I went to this school like 25 minutes away from my house and it was an IB school. And so anyone who knows about IB, it's International Baccalaureate. Um, This was a diploma program, and if you know IB, you know what that means, but if you don't, just to explain, it means it's really, really fucking hard, and it's a lot of work, and it's, you know, it feels like busy work at times, but it does really prepare you for college, I will say. There are assignments that I have turned in that I'm like, "Eh, if I turn that in an IB, I would not get an A. I'd get like a B or a C that I get A's on in college because, you know, compared to the readiness of other students, IB kids tend to be far beyond that, which is, again, something I'm very grateful for. However, quite difficult, I will say. But for context, in high school, you the the last two years of high school, so junior and senior year, your upperclassmen years, as an IB student, you get to choose classes that you're good at or that you're interested in to focus on. And what they call that is HL, higher level, and SL, standard level classes. I'm giving you this whole spiel just to kind of (laughs) inform my decisions in college. Um, So I took HL physics, I took HL French, HL Spanish, and HL English. And then standard level math and history, like the lowest level math, because I'm so not good at math. I mean, I can be good at math if I can focus, but I really cannot focus on math to save my life. Like it really is boring and tedious and I hate it. So I had my humanities, my language, my my two foreign languages, my English and physics was kind of like a ballsy, like I'm a girl and I can do it. Like watch me show you guys. It was rough. Like I struggled in physics for sure. Am glad I did it. Adored the teacher like for sure one of the best experiences I've ever had. Very humbling also in terms of like being a student and always feeling very smart versus feeling very challenged in that class. So that was kind of my focus was foreign languages, English literature, and then physics was just kind of a fuck you to the people I went to school with. So coming into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, you know, and I didn't know how to translate my I don't know, my lost kind of feeling about life to what major I should pick in college. I was like, I have no idea. So I decided to pick an English major concentration in creative writing as a freshman when I first came into college. That first semester, I only took one or two classes in the English department, did really well in my classes, 
really loved the university that I decided to go to. And I had this kind of weird existential crisis that first summer um, of my freshman year because I didn't get an internship that I applied for. And I really wanted it. And it was a business marketing thing. I was really excited about it. I thought I would be really good at it. But I was a freshman who was an English major with no other like corporate experience. And even if I had maybe good connections from family or friends or whatever, it it wasn't, you know, like it, it, I didn't get it. And I didn't deserve it, to be quite, to be honest now, looking back in hindsight. I didn't deserve it. I probably would not have been good enough at it, you know, experienced enough to thrive and stuff. Um, so didn't get the internship. And I had this like weird existential crisis where I was like, hmm, if that's what I want to do, you know, because I was crazy to get this internship, if that's what I want to do with my time, then why am I not doing that with my school? So I switched my major kind of impulsively, if you ask me. And I think my advisor knew it was impulsive too, because he looked at me and he was like, really? I switched my major to econ. So I was like, okay, I'm going to switch gears. I don't want to do business. Like, I don't want to be in the school of business at my school, but I do want to do something more business-minded and something that I can combine with some sort of, like, psychology or human behavior thing to have this, like, well-rounded understanding of marketing. So I decided to do psychology and economics at the same time, and it sucked. It was awful. I hated it. And it wasn't like that it, it was too challenging for me and I couldn't handle it. It was challenging and I couldn't handle it. But that's not why I hated it. I hated it because I had no passion for what I was doing. I had no interest in the material. I had no engagement with my professors or with my classes. And so I decided to switch back. And I had to like humbly, you know, like email my advisor from my first semester and be like, hey, so sorry I dipped from the English department so quickly. Can you please take me back? And I switched my major back and I have been thriving ever since. I've loved it. I've taken so many amazing classes with so many amazing students and professors. Quite honestly, the literature professors at my school are very impressive people and very kind. And that's something that I realized about being in the English department that is actually quite valuable to me, is that I've realized that in more traditional or more conventional majors, such as econ or even biomed or finance or accounting, something like that, the professors can be quite strict. And they see lots of students every semester, and so they can probably afford to be quite strict because their time is valuable and their, you know, office hours are valuable time so they don't want their time to be wasted and they can be quite strict with you and say look at the syllabus before you ask me any questions email three students before you even ask me like stuff like that in the english department it is so creatively and intuitively taught in my opinion that there is not space for that kind of strictness and i don't want to say authoritarian style professor you know like teaching but there it really is like it really is not like that it is really the opposite right so if I email a professor in my in one of my classes in one of my English classes and I say hey I know it's my responsibility as a student to keep up with my work but this thing or that thing happened in my life and I really just cannot focus right now can I have an extension or can I turn it in later tonight I knew it was due earlier I know it was due yesterday can I turn it into right now or whatever anything that has come up if it's i lost my power if it's something crazy happened with my best friend if it's 
I just can't focus. I'm having a bad day. I feel depressed. You know, whatever it is, um, my professors have been incredibly understanding and lenient. And that's not to say that in other degrees or other departments they aren't, but I have noticed that English professors care a lot. And I think it's because the work that we do in the English department is so human. It is so much about people and their stories and their words and their voices and their conversations that it would be impossible to separate that human element from the classroom as well. And I think that that really shows and that became really important to me. So I'm an English major studying literature and creative writing. The creative writing stuff is is really hard. So I've been focusing a little bit more on literature and I'm probably going to be changing my concentration to English literature as opposed to English English creative writing because I think I'm better at the literature stuff anyway and I think it will be more advantageous to me in my future because what I have recently within the last year decided is that your girl wants to go to law school and everyone from my life from high school from middle school from family from friends has said to me oh my god Kate that's so you and as nice as it is to hear that everybody's excited about my new career choice Um, I don't know what they're trying to say with that because I feel like lawyers are known for being quite bitchy and I don't know, maybe nitpicky or busy or uh, standoffish, um, which is fine. I'll take it. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's okay. But I, you know, I am excited about law school. So my first LSAT is actually coming up soon. It's the day before my birthday. And then I have another LSAT date planned because I... I'm assuming that I won't be happy with my first score, even though I feel very ready. And then applications this fall. I graduate next spring and hopefully we'll be going to law school that following fall semester. We have no idea where, by we I mean I, have no idea where I'm going or where I want to go or what I want to do. But I know I want to go to law school and I know I want to be a lawyer. And that is kind of the plan. That's the vibe. Um, So then the last little section I have written down for the about me introducing you guys to myself is just a little list of things that I'm passionate about. And obviously, I don't want to give you all of this information about me so that there is nothing left to learn throughout the course of this podcast. But I do want to give you guys enough context to understand, I guess, some of my answers to the questions, some of my, I don't know, stories or opinions or point of views. This is kind of where I come from. So this little list that I have sitting next to me of things, it says passions, people, travel, culture, politics, relationships, mental health, and education. And that's a weird list to put together. I know. But people, relationships, mental health to me is one category. Travel, culture, languages is another culture, is another thing. Politics and education is another thing. And so it's kind of three separate categories of, like, stuff, I guess. Um, But the people and relationships and mental health thing comes from a, I had a little bit of a chaotic upbringing. And as much as I am grateful for, you know, how many opportunities and privileges I have had afforded to me in my life, there have been challenging circumstances in which both mental health, people, and relationships have kind of shown their colors as being highly important to how we get through life. And so when I say I'm passionate about people, relationships, mental health, this is what I'm talking about. It's that how do we lean on each other and support each other? And how does the connection we have with other people either enhance or improve our life in some way? 
And so that's kind of where I'm at in terms of people. I'm really passionate about getting to know people at their core. I have this weird thing where I like to ask people about their parents and their siblings and their family. Um, And I noticed only recently that I do this a lot. And I do it because I feel like sometimes when you get people to talk about their family or their siblings or their culture a little bit, how they were raised, you learn more about them to a point where you can go, oh, that's why they're like that. And that sounds kind of passive aggressive of like, oh, I want to learn as much about you so I can rationalize your behavior. Not the point though. The point is that I feel like so much of who we are is a compilation of what we have been through and who we were raised by that to understand someone better, you got to kind of know where they came from. And that's kind of what I'm doing with you guys now is telling you enough about my family and about myself so that you understand a little bit more when I give you these answers. So relationships um, is goes in two ways, right? So there's relationships just as a concept. So that's friendships, family, acquaintances, boyfriends, whomever. And then there's the relationships in the romantic sense that we all like to usually talk about. And so there's we're going to talk about both of those types of relationships on this podcast at some point. Um, Because I think talking about the different types of love we experience is going to be very interesting and very relevant about a month from now around Valentine's Day. And then relationships with like people, like how do you have stronger, better relationships with the people in your life, not just romantic relationships. So there's that's that's the the double side to that one. And then mental health is really just I feel like that is self-explanatory. Been through hell and back with my mental health personally. And so and have been in therapy for so fucking long. It's been eight years, almost nine years since I started like consistent weekly therapy, if not bi-weekly or if not like twice a week because bi-weekly is every other week. But um, yeah, so I am just passionate that people talk about stuff and that we get that all out there because to me, that's one of the biggest things that you can do as someone who advocates for mental health is just talk about it. And some of the stuff is taboo and some stuff is like, oh, you shouldn't say that or you can't say that. But like, say all of it, you know? And that's one thing is like, when we stop trying to sugarcoat stuff for the people around us, like when we stop trying to make shit easier for our friends and our family, and we're just honest with them and straight up, like, they can better help us and better be there for us. And so that's kind of a therapy thing, right? If you're going to go to therapy every week and lie to your therapist, then they're not going to be able to help you. And that's not like, what what does that accomplish? You know, then you're paying someone to not help you, but you're the one who's really not helping yourself by, by you know, not saying exactly how you feel. So that's kind of where I come at mental health wise. I think it's super important. I think it's being talked about a lot right now. So I don't want to like beat the dead horse, but I think it's important. It is a, a natural part of life, and so it will naturally be a part of this podcast. The other couple things are like travel, culture, languages. Um, I speak three languages fluently, so we've got English, Spanish, and French. I took Spanish for like eight or nine years in school, and I actually studied in Barcelona with my stepmom at the University of Barcelona for a couple months. So I learned like real proper Spanish and then I came home to my IB high school with my Puerto Rican Spanish teacher and she said, oh, that's cute, like great job, but also not how the rest of the world speaks. So I had to relearn Spanish, (laughs) but um, I do still remember 95% of what I learned both in Spain and in high school. So I try to really keep up with my languages. French, on the other hand, is very exciting because I learned French completely entirely living in France 
um, fully immersed experience there when I was 16. I lived there by myself. So that's an, it's an entire story in its own right um, that I'm excited to share more details with, um, with you guys at some point. And so I was 16. I lived there for like 10 or 12 weeks by myself um, when I was 16. Yeah, my parents weren't there and I went to school there and I learned French and I came home a new person, first of all, and fluent in French. Um, I took a semester of Arabic, which is a whole nother story as to why I did that, but it's a beautiful language and it is incredibly difficult to learn. I can maybe speak three or four sentences, but I will say, not that I'm done learning Arabic for the rest of my life, I am done for now, um, but I am, you know, confident in the couple sentences I know to get around if I were to travel to an Arabic speaking country. I say that because I'm absolutely nowhere near like moderate or fluent in in Arabic. I, you know, could not survive in an Arabic country right now with this level of proficiency to save my life. However, in countries where they speak another language, especially a language that they know is very hard and Arabic is very dialect specific, Showing that you can try to speak in someone else's language when you're visiting a culture like that goes so far. And so it's not that I'm satisfied with my Arabic learning, and I do have a lot much, a lot more to learn in terms of speaking Arabic. And if I ever wanted to be fluent, I would have a lot more time and work to put in. However, I feel comfortable enough in the few phrases and sentences and cultural things that I learned that I could get by traveling as a tourist in an Arabic country. Um, and then the last language is Portuguese. I understand literally every word in Portuguese, but I have a really weird anxiety block thing when it comes to speaking it. So I'm taking a Portuguese language class this semester at my school. Hopefully that'll help me get over whatever anxiety that I'm feeling so I can learn it in like a real formal setting because I didn't learn it in a formal setting growing up. Um, and then travel. So I lived in Spain, lived in France, lived in Scotland when I was a child, when I was really, really young, and we've traveled everywhere. I mean, that's one thing I will say about my parents, as chaotic as my upbringing may have been, we really had so many crazy, cool, unique, enriching experiences at a very young age. So we went to Panama when I was 12. We've been to Brazil several times. Germany and Amsterdam and France and London and Poland and Italy and Canada and Mexico and all across the U.S. too. I mean, like, we are very blessed, very privileged children, um, myself especially, because my brothers didn't do as much traveling one-on-one um, -on -one with my parents as I did because they were off at college while I was in high school. So um, that's kind of that travel thing. And then the politics thing, politics is, impo like, is important, period. And it's important to me, period. But there is a little bit of a backstory there too. So when I was in high school, I was actually vice president and captain of our debate team. I did public forum debate for all you little debate nerds out there, if anyone's listening. And public forum or PF is what it's called in the debate world is a partner debate. So it's you and your partner. There's a speaker one, a speaker two. And in doing that and having really cool success with that really early in high school, I felt like, holy shit, I could do this for the rest of my life. Just like argue stuff with people, <laughs> do a lot of research, you know, leading up to the competitions and then get to competition and just argue with people. And when I thought about it, I was like, that's kind of like the life of a politician or a lawyer, less a lawyer because attorneys can do any type of law that they want, you know, 
um, but uh, of a politician, of doing a bunch of research, drafting up something, and then going and arguing your point in front of a bunch of people. And so I, I hesitate to say that I'm going to have a career in politics just because I don't know if it's right for me, but politics is something that I will always care about. And when I was younger, you can ask people from my past, when I was younger, I even used to tell people that I was going to be president of the United States. To be fair, my parents used to tell me that I was going to be president of the United States. So we'll see. My mom is still holding on to that dream. I will make her talk about that whenever she comes on this podcast because she is for sure still holding on to that dream. When I I said it to her like kind of offhandedly over break at some point, I was like, oh my god, mom, I saw this person from, you know, elementary school and he reminded me that I used to walk around and tell everybody that I was going to be president of the U.S. one day. And my mom was like, well, why is that silly? I don't understand why that's funny. And I was like, mom, it's funny because it's ridiculous. Like, I'm never, <laughs> never going to be president of this country. She was like, you still could. You're going to law school. And I was like, mom, let go of the dream. My God, it's not happening. Love her the most. Love how supportive she is. I love that her dreams for me are bigger than my own um, because I think that's, we all need someone like that in our life. But we are getting now to the last little segment of our podcast today where we are going to answer some questions. These are quicker, simpler questions than our normal questions will be. And this is kind of a, a different episode because it's our introduction. So forgive me if it's a little bit of a shorter answer for each of these um questions but i i don't know i'm excited to answer them anyway they're good get to know you questions these are good questions ladies and gentlemen take note these are good questions if you're texting someone on tinder pro move um if you're texting someone in general or snapchatting and you have nothing to say or if you're on a date not that i go on lots of dates because i feel like dates like that are kind of dead because of covid as they should be not complaining what is your number one biggest fear why and there has to be a story the next one is what is your number one pet peeve also maybe a good story (laughs) and the last one is where is your favorite place in the world to go and maybe a story shocker crazy so my biggest fear if we're gonna go philosophical my biggest fear is failure if we're gonna go practical my biggest fear is strange and my biggest fear is of some sort of bug particularly like a spider or a cockroach in the toilet while i'm trying to pee or go to the bathroom to me there is nothing scarier than the idea that some little insect could be in there on the rim of the bowl and like crawl across my butt cheeks. That is, I know, a little graphic to think about, but is my biggest freaking fear. I cannot even tell you that's, it's so scary. It is the reason that I do not go to the bathroom in the dark, even in the middle of the night. I would rather blind myself with the bright white lights of my bathroom then I would pee in the dark. There's no way. That's the same reason I don't like peeing on camping trips, like outside. Like I'd rather go to a porta potty. Porta potties equally gross, equally scary with the the cockroaches and the bug thing. You gotta hover, and then even when you hover, bugs like that can jump. It's scary. I'm ranting right now because it is literally scary to me. Um, yeah, I don't have a story with this. Like, it's never happened to me. But I remember the first time that I was, like, consciously aware that I was checking the toilet for bugs was in the house I grew up in. 
my mom moved when we were 12, but until we were 12, we lived in this beautiful two-story house in Florida. And there was a, like an outside bathroom. It wasn't like a porta potty. Like it was nice. It was like fern like finished, I guess, not furnished, but finished. Like there was a shower, a toilet, a mirror, countertops, like everything nice. But nice like relatively like it was like gross it was like it was an outdoor bathroom and it's florida and there's mosquitoes and cockroaches and we never used it like we never used the shower out there other than to like maybe rinse off from the pool um and i remember being in the shower and there was a cockroach that like ran across the shower or something like that my mom also had shower spiders in her bathroom in the master bathroom of that house that she would like leave there like she wouldn't kill the spider she would leave it as long as it left us alone which i respect in terms of like keep the animal alive i hated it in terms of oh my god i'm showering and there's a spider right there like it was awful and scary so i remember the first time i consciously remember checking the toilet was in that pool bathroom after I saw the cockroach run across like where my feet were basically it didn't touch me but I remember it ran in front of my feet in the shower and that's when I remember actively checking the toilet before I went back outside of like oh is there are there any bugs in there that are gonna like crawl across my cooter before I walk out sorry no I was like young I would not have thought or said that but um that is my current fear that is the current state of my fear is oh my god what's gonna crawl across me while I pee um so the second question is what is your number one pet peeve now i think this is a good date question because then if you ask it on a first or second date or if you're texting before you even meet up with the person you get to know what bothers them and just not do it and i I know that sounds really simple and really probably self-explanatory But you get to ask the person literally, like the essence of this question is what is the one thing in the world that you cannot really explain that annoys you more than anything else? And if the person tells you, then you can just like not do it when you hang out with them, if you hang out with them. And if their pet peeve is ridiculous, then you can choose to just not be around them because that's a ridiculous thing to be irritated by. However, I think you'll find that the answer to this is usually pretty funny or interesting. I have met people whose pe- biggest pet peeve is to like be around someone who chews really loudly or chews with their mouth open. I've heard people be like, oh my god, mouth breathers, ugh, can't do it. Um, people who chew gum really loudly, can't do it. Um, my biggest pet peeve, again, I can give you the philosophical like deep, deep answer, which is that I hate when people don't listen to me or interrupt me hate it cannot stand it biggest pet peeve in the world is is when you're driving and someone lets you in like into a lane or yeah into a lane or onto the highway or something like that someone lets you in they let you in front of them and they're like waving you and you wave at them to like say thank you either in your rear view or through the side or whatever you like lean and give them a wave and they don't acknowledge it That, to me, is more irritating than having to wait to be let in. Like, I would literally rather sit there and wait my turn. Like, I would rather wait for there to just be an open spot that I could drive into than have someone let me in and not acknowledge my gratitude. (laughs) Which sounds ridiculous, right? Like, it sounds like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. But 
it's like I you did a nice thing and I would like to acknowledge your nice thing but I would like to have you acknowledge that I've acknowledged it. Like, I want you to know that I appreciate you. And so they usually, you know, sometimes they'll give you a good wave back or a smile or a thumbs up. That's all I need. All I need is a nod, just some sort of gesture that they heard me or that they saw my my wave or my, like, thank you. Um, my second pet peeve is when I have a boy over or a friend, even just a friend, even just a regular friend, but usually boy. If I have a boy over... And he sits down on my side of the bed, which is clearly my side of the bed. This is obviously a podcast and you cannot see what my room looks like. But there is a clear, this is Kate's side of the bed. And there's a clear, this is the other side of the bed. And I sleep alone most nights. So the entire thing is mine. Like the entire bed is my bed. But uh, there is a side where my phone is plugged in, where my, my water cup is, where like all my stuff is and where all the remotes are. The other side, the, like the nightstand, the side table has like a picture frame and like a little decorative thing. Like it is like clearly this is her side and this is another side. And they come over and they plop themselves down right on my side of the bed. And I always say something about it because I'm not like I'm not a quiet bitch. Like you're not going to get me to sit on the other side of the bed in my own home like I don't it's not happening sorry I paid money for that bed and for the mattress so I will be sitting wherever the fuck I want and where I would like to be sitting is on my (laughs) side on my side of the bed um enough rambling about which side of the bed but that is my second my second pet peeve the third question and our final one today before we wrap it up and get into the last part of this episode is favorite place in the world this is an easy question because it's such a beautiful, simple story. I was 15 and we went to Brazil for Christmas and my favorite cousin and my best friend in the whole world lives there. And so we were with him, his brother, his brother's girlfriend, his parents, my aunt and uncle, and my parents and my brother. And we went to this tiny town outside of his state. He lives in Minas Gerais. And I think it might still be in the state, actually. I don't know enough about the geography to say intelligently where this place is. But it's called Tiradente, um, which in English translates to, like, dentist, like, teeth puller. <laughs> Tira is, like, to take out, and Dench is teeth. So, Tiradente, um, which I could be saying that to people who speak Portuguese. I could be saying that with, like, an accent, like, a bad accent because I'm American, but also because I've only heard my family say it. So, I, if you are from another part of Brazil and you say it differently, I apologize. But, Tiradente, it's this tiny town in between mountains is what it looked like to me from, you know, from my visual. And the hotel we were staying at was kind of like built around this mountain, built around this rock. So like there was raw exposed like rock in our room that they kind of just like built the hotel around, which is really cool. Very beautiful, very naturally beautiful. The pool, gorgeous. They had passion fruits everywhere. My favorite food, my dad's favorite food. Everybody will love it. We love passion fruit when we go to Brazil. Everywhere. The flowers, gorgeous. The grass, perfectly green the sky perfectly blue so this one day that we're there we're there for just like a little weekend while we're in brazil and we go to this tiny little town and one of the days we went like shopping around and i we went to this little bookstore we went to this little antique shop we went out for a really nice dinner and when we came home i remember i was wearing a dress and maybe sneakers or flats or something And we got back to the hotel and there's this huge green grassy area in between where my parents side of the hotel is like what rooms they're staying in 
and the kids side like where us kids are are where our rooms are and where we're staying and I'm with my cousin he and I are the same age I think I'm like a couple months older than him but we're the same age and I'm just running around this green grassy area and I just fall back on the grass and I look and I like close my eyes when I fell and I look up and I when I tell you I have not seen more stars more clearly in my entire life oh my god the money I would pay to relive that moment I swear on my life it was beautiful the sky was pristine every inch of it had a star and all of them were so bright and so beautiful and so clear and brilliant and like oh my god my favorite place in the absolute world and I was sitting there like kind of crying I think from what I remember with my cousin like oh my god this is so beautiful and I have pictures and I have videos and I have memories of it but none of it does it justice to like being there top two my second favorite place would be Montpellier France where I lived for some months when I was 16 because that feels like home in a way that I have no appropriate way of describing that feels like home. So that's my short, quick second answer. But the first one is this this place in, in Brazil called Chiradinch. And if you can look up pictures, I will spell it out for in a second. But if you can look up pictures of it, it's so pretty. It's Chiradinch. So it's T-I-R-A-D-E-N-T-E, Brazil, like in Brazil. Um, gorgeous, beautiful, phenomenal, would 10 out of 10 go in the be like in a heartbeat like in the blink of an eye I would be there because it's gorgeous that concludes our little question and answer portion of this episode so we did an introduction to the podcast you heard all about our little schedule about our structure about what kind of episodes we're going to be doing if you remember we've got questions we've got commentary and we've got stories those are our ABC episodes that we will be starting in March for January, February, we are going to be doing a lot of special episodes, a lot of special topics. So we're not going to follow like a strict schedule for now. Our next episode, as we look ahead to later this week, is going to be about the pandemic. I have creatively and crafty like named it Pandemic at the Disco because I think that's so freaking cute. And I don't know if I came up with it, but I think I did. It's the name of my quarantine playlist, so I thought it would be a cute name for our next episode, and we're going to be talking about all things pandemic. We talked about me, talked about my school, my family, my goals, everything that I'm passionate about, and then we answered our three questions for today, which is biggest fear, number one pet peeve, and favorite place in the world. Remember, those are fun, cute questions, easy to answer. When you meet someone new, when you're going on a date, when you meet a boy off Tinder, when you're Snapchatting somebody random. Remember that part in a conversation where you get to the point and you're like, hey, the other person's like, hey, what are you up to? You're like, not much. What are you up to? And the other person's like, not much. This is a good way to throw out there and be like, hey, I know this is a weird question, but I was just thinking about it. Or my friend just asked me this question and I want you to answer it. What's like the your favorite place you've ever been to in the entire world? what a great conversation starter and then you can talk about it and usually these answers have some sort of story or you know thought process attached to them and you can explore that with that person i think that's really fun you got my answers today i would love to hear your answers in our little comment box on the website the website will be put in the description on spotify i will also tell you right now that you can email me 
if you want. You can email me questions or answers to the topics that we talk about on this podcast for next week's um for next week's episode you can hit me up you can talk to me i will put the email address in the description of the podcast on spotify on the website everywhere so you can directly email me too if you have stories or if you have questions or suggestions or ideas um you can do that too and reach me directly um and that is a podcast email that is not my personal email so you can flood the inbox it won't bother any of my school stuff or anything else i've got going on so for next week I have a couple of questions, but the one question I want to really kind of focus on at the beginning of the episode is, what is the biggest thing you learned from this pandemic? Can be something silly, can be something serious, can be emotional or deep or funny or silly, doesn't matter. I feel like there was a lot to be learned, um, but I also feel like I know a lot of people that picked up new hobbies or skills, and I would love to talk about that because I think what an interesting way to turn something kind of crappy into something kind of pleasant is to learn something new. I also think that the pandemic had a lot to teach us about compassion and taking care of others and being responsible. So we'll talk about all of it next week. That is our next episode is later this week, Pandemic at the Disco, episode two. We're going to talk all things pandemic. We're going to talk dating. We're going to talk FaceTime. We're going to talk bread. Why was everybody making bread? We're going to talk about whipped coffee, which I feel like was forever ago, but that was still pandemic and quarantine. We'll talk about the election. We'll talk about the serious stuff. We'll talk about losing a loved one, which can be really hard and really devastating. And we'll, we'll talk about all of it, all the pandemic stuff, and we'll cover it um, again, like I said, tastefully. I don't want to address anything that would be insensitive to people around me um, and people going through a really hard time right now with COVID. So that is the next episode. Thank you for listening if you made it this far. I appreciate you and I am excited and I will catch you on the next one.